Hello and welcome to episode 87 of If Anyone Cares. This is my podcast. It's five and a half years into the bit. And we continue that today with the most tenured guest in the history of this podcast. For the fifth full episode and the seventh total, Cam Awesome came and chatted with us in the middle of New Hampshire or Maine or wherever he is. Um, he doesn't live in a van anymore, so it's it's looking up for Cam. But we catch up a little bit. We talk about his school tour. He runs some ideas by I me. Mean, it's a typical Cam Awesome show. If you ever listened to a Cam Awesome show in this podcast, you don't need to to be able to enjoy this one. But I urge you, when this is finished, you go back and find Cam's shows with us. It really gives you a kind of a look at how we have both grown up during this process. Because the first time I ever interviewed Cam Awesome, I was 17 years old. And now I'm 22, and I'm much better at my job than I was back then. But ultimately, I'm not going to do this long thing. You guys know Cam, or if you don't know Cam, you're going to hear him in just a few moments. But if you like the show, please go support it. We are available on Spotify. We have show-sponsored playlists through Spotify. That link will be in the show description. We're also available on iTunes and Google Play. If you get the show through iTunes, please leave a review. We can connect on Twitter at if anyone cares underscore on Twitter at Riley James IAC on Twitter and Instagram. Please go follow my boy Cam at Cam F Awesome on Twitter and Instagram as well. The show art is made by the incomparable Splinter Ware and the show music is made as a collaboration between all good folks and IAC productions. That's it for me. I'll shut up now and throw it to the conversation I had with Cam earlier in October. For Cam Awesome, I'm Riley James. If anyone cares. On the line from somewhere in New Hampshire is friend of the program. You know him. He's an educational performer, former boxer, a plethora of other things, but he is IAC's favorite guest. Please welcome back to the show, Cam Awesome. Hey, I've got ideas I need to workshop through you. So I'm <laughs> glad that we can chat. <laughs> Okay. Um, it seems uh, like you're very eager to off, jump on something. I'll okay. Start off firing. Uh, being humble. <laughs> it's disgusting. Okay. Yeah. Hear me out. Okay. Go uh, ahead. Of course, outside of the religious context, of course, be in the be humble in the eye of the Lord. But Riley, you are not the Lord, and I shouldn't be humble to you. No, that you shouldn't. Uh, like and, and if you're by a computer, are you by a computer right now? I'm sitting in front of my computer. Google, uh, look up the definition for humble. Okay. Right. This is uh, before, this is live podcasting, so this is great. Before and before you read the definition aloud, I want you to think as if you have children, right? Okay. Uh, not the financial burden that comes along with just the responsibility. Would you? Would you want your children to display any of the characteristics of the third, first three definition of, of humble? Okay, so I have two as a um, – yeah, one is a verb and then two um, right here. So I'll read the first one. Having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. That's the Ooh, first one. That, that doesn't sound like a positive trait. No. Uh, the second one, of low social administrative – or political rank. Does that sound like a positive trait? 
No, it does not. And the last one, this is a verb. Lower in dignity or importance. Now, after reading those three definitions, can you think of a single reason why anyone should be humble? No. Now, what, here's how conditioned that we are to be humble. Because people will hear this and say, well, well, that's not what humble means. No, no, no. You're so conditioned to be humble that even when the definition is given to you, you try to defend the fact that you're humble. Because we don't know any better. See, we live in a Christian society and we've been taught to be humble, to not celebrate our wins, to be smaller. And what I believe being humble is, is speaking mediocrity or even less into existence. So as Mr. Awesome, I will say it is bad to be humble. Not if you have big goals you want to reach. Also, I mean, your last name is legally awesome. And that would kind of that would kind of defeat the point of the bit, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, decide to be humble now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, I just I just had a conversation with a group of students in, in a school out here in New Hampshire and uh we're just talking about being humble. And if it's if if words are powerful and we all believe words are powerful why would you speak mediocrity into existence? Why would you always think less of yourself by default? No, there is a, we talk about this all the time in the NFL, obviously um, in all sports really, but I wrote about the NFL this morning. So it's fresh in my mind Uh, to be a quarterback in the NFL, specifically a quarterback. You have to be the guy. You have to know you're the guy. You have to think you're the guy and you have to be able to convey to other human beings, specifically the 52 teammates that you have and the coaching staff that you are the guy without seeming like an arrogant prick, because there is a, there is a difference between very, being very confident and being very arrogant. Being confident is showing that you're the guy. Being arrogant is telling everyone that you're the guy. That's the difference, yeah. right? And I like that. Um, you know, I don't know how much the the humility comes in through like teammate to teammate interaction, but just being a good person, but also knowing that like I'm the quarterback of this football team or I'm whatever job. X is right. Like I'm the guy. Yeah. And that's what, uh, I mean, that's what you have to do to go up and talk to children and or corporate events. That's what I have to do to host this podcast. I mean, that's kind of, you have to, you have to be confident when you go into a workplace to, to know that like, Hey, you're paying me for this. I'm going to be good enough at it. <laughs> and that's the thing. But here's the problem. When, because you say the, the, the difference between arrogance and the, between humble and arrogance is like arrogance isn't the opposite of humble. You know no. What the opposite of humble is, in my opinion, what entitlement. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Henry Ford said, "Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right." So we understand that words are important. If you believe you're of low administrative or political rank or low in dignity. You're not going to think you deserve certain things in life. And you will always be as successful as you think you should be. Never more. Yeah, because I mean, to, to kind of put that in perspective, there's dudes in the NFL that think they're the best in the league. But performing and being able to be confident enough in yourself to perform that job rather than just talking about it to someone with a microphone in front of your face is a little bit different. So it's yeah. it's really it's a fine line. 
Like, and I'm talking about from an athletic perspective. Obviously, people in life are a little bit different. Not everyone showing up to your job and shoving a microphone in your face and asking about how you did today. So, from from the athletic perspective, that's what it is. But ultimately, I mean, you know, the jobs that you and I have, where we're not talking to other people about how we did at work today, except for people in our life, it doesn't matter. <laughs> But you you showing up and talking in front of kids and me showing up and doing whatever this is, this has to be good. And we know that we're good, and that's why we have jobs. And I'm thankful you, you started off the point with that point today. I mean, you haven't been on the show in over a year. So hot start to a 16-month hiatus, Cam. Coming out swinging, bro. <laughs> Your last show was on um, March 27, 2021 with us, so it's good to be back with you. Oh, jeez. I remember ranting about something standing in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, so we had that show with, uh, you were on the show, but it wasn't like a Cam Awesome show, like you were 20 yeah, minutes it was possible, of it. right? Yeah, so I'm talking about the one before that, but it was the, the Art of Performing one, which I honestly think is still probably a top three show in this podcast history, despite what, despite how many people listen to it. It's how I feel about the show yeah screw the people listening to this screw the people that get what they get. think <laughs> screw the people that pay the money <laughs> it allowed me to do a, a job like this <laughs> no but like that was a really fun show but that's the last time you were on so i wanted to to catch up with you a little bit because i know people love you when you're on the show and that's what the ratings say so um hey. i wanted to call you cam and apparently you've got thoughts and opinions on things uh, I've, I've always had opinions. Uh, actually, I, I don't have any opinions. I have facts. <laughs> I have facts that I strongly believe in. Uh, there's a few things that have changed. Um, like your, your sensibilities have changed a little bit in the time that I've known you. So I wanted to go and, and kind of rattle off some of my favorite things that you've said in the past and see if like oh. <laughs> and see if that's changed. Are, bro, are you time hopping me? <laughs> Do you remember when you said this kind of offensive thing seven years ago on this date? Like, no, bro. I deleted that post. <laughs> no, that's – I haven't – I'm not old enough to be time-hopped yet, so I'm excited about that. Um, no, but you made a comment. I think it was like one of the first or second episodes you were on the show about babies. Um, now, is soft, domesticated Cam, has he come around on babies or you still hate babies? Oh, I, I still think babies are uncultured. They're <laughs> ignorant. They can't speak. They don't have jobs. They don't pay taxes. Babies are, oh, they have soft heads. They're, they can't defend themselves. Really, babies aren't bringing any good qualities to this world. No. Personally, I think babies should grow up. <laughs> I think they're working on it. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm not going to have any because they're, they're, they're useless. Riley, do you remember when you were a baby? No, because your brain didn't work. That's how dumb you were. But look at you now. You're all grown up, and that's all you needed to do. So someone needs to go around and tell these babies to get over themselves. Quit lying by crying for attention. Yeah, that's, uh, a, yeah. that's a proven your thing. Words. <laughs> yeah, use your words that your brain is too stupid to comprehend yet. <laughs> uh, anytime I, like, I rant about how dumb babies are all the time. And the thing is... It make I can tell it makes people slightly uncomfortable because <laughs> I'm right. You have not. I mean, look, <laughs> context is important, but context isn't needed in this. 
because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's welcome to journalism, by the way. That's basically what I write about every day. It's like, yeah, context might be important for this, but it doesn't matter. And you won't know the difference. Yeah. But the, you know, baby, you, you've said nothing that is wrong about babies. Babies can't speak. They're uncultured. They don't pay taxes, blah, 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 right? They can't feed themselves. Imagine, getting, imagine not being able to feed yourself. You're a perfectly healthy and able thing, and you can't feed yourself. Yeah. What are you doing? That's entitlement, to be honest with you. That's entitlement. It, it is. Babies need to be more humble. That's <laughs> what's going on. Full circle. What a way to fill 10 minutes. Um, yes. No, but you you talk to children now. Like, you primarily do schools. So has your thoughts and opinions on you know children changed through the years? Or do you still feel the same way? Oh, children I'm okay with. It's just babies. <laughs> okay. Babies. Oh, I despise them. Uh Toddler's cute. I do want. I I would want to have a baby just so I could see what like a little drunk me would look like. Because babies are just little drunk people. <laughs> they got bare bellies. They lack coordination, and they have no inside voice. Like so, toddlers. Yeah, I, I kind of kind of want to see what my my toddler would look like. It always has uh, the bottle with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware. I've been around toddlers yeah, before. But, uh, the raising the part of it is. Uh, I, I would definitely like to be a donor. Not, not like a baby daddy, but like an actual donor. Like, you got paid for this. What? Just donate your baby? Oh no, my sperm. You're not gonna get oh. the whole baby. Oh, Please. I thought you were making the baby That's and adoption, then adoption, bro. <laughs> I thought you were like just donating your baby to the local place. <laughs> I'm donating my baby to science. There's a bunch of offensive things that we can both say right now, so let's probably go ahead and yeah. move on. Um, I'm just saying, I'm pro-science. You're pro-science and also stem cell research. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll mark that just in case. Uh, I, I, would, I would like to know more about that. Uh, about stems, like, of course, I'm no doctor, uh, as some will say. But <clears throat> stem cell research is, uh, what, what is that? I, I don't know, they just, they, baby cells, they just put baby cells in people? It's like the, it's, Obviously, babies can heal themselves pretty fast. Like, you know, babies heal quicker than like me, right? Like, I'm. And they still can't read. <laughs> and they still can't read. Well, they're they're stupid. You got to remember, their brains yeah. don't work yet. Yeah. But uh, it's like the umbilical cord. There's a bunch of stem cells in it, and then the babies have cells uh, cells within themselves. So uh, they do research on that and how can we be able to reproduce those to be able to heal people faster, make NFL players better, blah 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 blah. That's wait, the, wait. So babies are basically Wolverine. Basically, I mean, you can't. I mean, they're not Deadpool, where if you shoot them, <laughs> they're gonna heal themselves. But you know, they're close to that. They don't. Oh, have hey, to hey! Shoot. I will say as much as I talk <laughs> babies, I I do not want to shoot any babies. No, I was just making the point that <laughs> you can't you can't shoot a baby. <laughs> You shouldn't shoot. Well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> no, you, you you shouldn't shoot a baby, but you can't shoot the baby and expect the baby to live. True, but you can shoot the baby up with stem. No, babies already have the stem no, cells. No, no, it's it's you and me that need the stem cells. I don't need anything from a baby. <laughs> tell you that. Uh, do you find it weird that people have like this affinity for smelling babies? Uh yeah, I, 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 the new baby smell. It's, it's 
Similar to dog breath, puppy breath. There's no. A... <laughs> is, are the smells of babies? I, I haven't been around a lot of babies, to be honest. Yeah, because um, you like insult I, the them. The worst thing is like my girl, my girlfriend is like, "Oh my god, that baby's cute." I was like, and I was just like, I just, I was like, that baby was like what, eighteen months, and she's like, it was four, uh, four years old. I, I don't know how big babies get in like the process. They just look like they look, you know, babyish. Yeah, no, it's a small thing that can't necessarily walk very good on its own yet. Um. No, I don't know what kids, I don't know age kids do things either. Because, like, I was still going through the process. I wasn't tracking it for science. Of what what age can I talk or walk or go to kindergarten? I don't know any of those things. But, um, no, people have, like, this new baby smell and, like, it's the best thing in the world. And they do all this. It's like a new car when you get it and it has that new car smell. And then it wears off because it's in the world and the world is a dirty place. And it, no one cares about your car anymore when it loses the smell. Same thing about your baby. And that's what happens when babies usually turn two or three. They lose the smell and the parents have another child. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they get too old to have the last child. And the last child, you know, just gets a pass and everything because the parents don't want to parent anymore. And I can say that because I am the last Here's child. Here's the thing that happens when, when the baby smell goes away. When the baby smell goes away... Also, the likes you get from having a baby on social media go away. Yeah, no one cares about your freaking eighteen-month-year-old. No one cares. Nope, nope, nope. Don't even after after eighteen months, no one cares. Yeah, we gonna do dress it up some more. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Halloween! <laughs> I... This show comes out on on the eight on the twenty eighth, so this is perfect. Oh. <laughs> Bro, Halloween just. I, I was so curious if there's going to be any backlash from like little white kids wanting to be Black Panther, but you know that that one never really came up. I don't think you can cancel a white kid. Well, if they're dressed in complete black, you won't know. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like I, I thought maybe black people were like that's our superhero, uh, but I, I've seen tons of little black kids dressed like Superman. Yeah, so I, yeah. Uh, apparently, and I, I might be late to the party. Uh, Little Mermaid's supposed to be black, and people are losing their mind. Yeah, I I saw that. I have decided to sit this one out because my opinion is uh is probably not going to be taken very well by anyone <laughs> because of who I am <laughs> and what probably I look safe, like. Probably safe on that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I will also I will clarify that uh, no one cares about the Little Mermaid. Yeah, she's uh, not even the she's not even the best um, water related princess. Amber Heard, obviously the best water related princess. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's yeah that, appropriate. Yeah, that's that's also topical in early two thousand twenty. I legit didn't know who she was until that movie, which just proves the point. Like, is she actually talented or did she just hook up with someone famous that got her a job? Because that's what nepotism is. And of course, I'm a fan of nepotism because I realize you can't change nepotism. The only thing you can do is become likable or hot. Yeah, so... the the yeah. only the only way that nepotism really like fits in is if you benefit from it. 
right? Oh, yeah. Like that's that's the way it works, right? You either hate the person that benefited from it or you benefited from it. But no, I think it's the latter to answer your question that like she's not really that talented, but she knew somebody and she's good looking. Like that's, that's the list. That's the list of qualifications. It's like, hey, you're dating Johnny Depp or whatever, you know, whatever that was. And then, hey, you're good looking enough. The thing is, you know what I find strikingly odd? And also, as I get older, more respectable. When I see like a, uh, like a beautiful supermodel type woman, like just like a Starbucks barista. Yeah. I was like, bro, just take a trip to a beach and just walk around for a little bit. Someone will marry you. Someone rich and famous will marry you. Yeah. But no, you're at Starbucks pumping out lattes. I respect you because you're going in your own path and not looking dropping back on your looks but here's the thing of when you don't want to rely on your looks they'll eventually fade and when you want to use them you'll no longer have them yeah so might as well squeeze every bitty uh, every every bit of, of, of money you can out of them the um the fun thing in the i i think you know is really telling of, of american society and i promise we'll, <laughs> we'll get to a point <laughs> eventually but the uh have you ever seen a homeless woman Like, uh, usually drugs, heavily drugs. Yeah, so the only way you're a homeless woman is drugs because men will pay women to practically anything. If you find the right man, he'll pay a woman to do anything. When you talk, well, what'd you say, homeless lady? You got feet? Let me get some pictures. <laughs> exactly. And hey, here's 150 bucks for your time. I, I and of course, I'm, I will never kink shame because that's not who I am. But, uh, oh, I will. The... <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you, you say you will until you start developing some some kinks that will be judged. So I don't judge. But here's here's what I am like. I value money, and when somebody would just like literally give someone two hundred dollars for pictures of their feet, I, that never. One day I took a picture of myself on a hammock. And my feet was in the picture. And I got like three or four separate messages from people saying, that's kind of creepy. You shouldn't have your feet up on the internet like that. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. I'm actually out here throwing out money. Another thing that I want to bring up, I saw some statistic uh, about OnlyFans. It's like, I think it's like one out of every like 30,000 girls on OnlyFans makes more than $100. Or something. Yeah. Imagine putting your exposing yourself, uh, and literally and, and figuratively as well, exposing yourself, showing your most intimate moments to get a bag, and you only make twelve dollars, and now you're on the internet hooking up with someone forever. Yeah, that's that's about the story for all the girls from my high school. Um <laughs> No, it's in it, oddly enough to go on the OnlyFans thing because this is what this show talks about now is uh the <laughs> the top 3 uh most profitable websites, people that spent the most money on on said website. Number 3 was Target. Number 2 was, was OnlyFans and number 1 was Amazon. So that kind of tells you where the the Jeez. the men and some women, some women like to pay for these things, but women again if you're if you're homeless, if you're spending money on things, and you're an attractive woman, then 
one, it's a respectable move if you're trying to do it the right way. Or two, you're an idiot. Wrong, wrong. Who says it's the right way? The I mean, you you way, said it was respectable. Way, the way you don't show pictures of pizza the right way. No, but you wrong said way. it. You said it was respectable that this supermodel-looking woman is at Starbucks pumping out lattes with extra cream and extra foam. I only said respectable not to sound like I was dissing her too hard. Of course, I don't really believe that. If I was a hot chick, like, if I was a hot chick without talent, of course, yo, a, a guy, Carrie, a guy named Carrie, one of my speaking mentors, he told me to make use of all available resources. If I am hot, I am going to make take advantage of that. Like, when I was jacked for like a year and a half, I barely wore a shirt. I know. <laughs> it was all over social media. Yeah. I think that was when I met you. my profile pictures. Yeah. Because <laughs> at that point, I didn't have the skill. I just had my looks. And you know what? Make use of all available resources. <laughs> no, and that's, and that's fine. But it's just, I mean, it's wild this, the, where we're at right now. And that I make this I make this distinction all the time. I don't know if I should say this on air, but I'm the editor, so I can edit it out if I need to. That girls will I mean girls will just wear anything. Honestly. And it it's gotten to the point where it doesn't matter. <laughs> and it's gotten to the point that, you know, they are paid for being hot. And if that's something you can do, then by all means do it. Because here's, here's the thing. It's not only women, like women do it in that way, but Cam Newton, do you see his outfits that he wears before games? Yeah. No, it's. I, I think it's great. Self-expression, all that kind of stuff. The old whites typically hate it, but that's on them. Oh, but also, let's understand why he's wearing those outfits. Engagement. He'll probably make $50,000 from wearing some designer for that walk from the bus to the locker room. Yeah. He's getting paid for his looks. And in, and the press conference and everything, yeah. So he's getting a lot of exposure for you know designer X. Yeah, so he's making money doing that, and people like people were laughing at his outfits. I'm like, you paid money to wear clothes. He's getting paid money to wear clothes. Difference. So, so Kyler Murray, the quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, wore a lime green suit this weekend to his game. So I think it might be the same situation there, because I mean that lime green was was that puke green. Oh, and I bet, I bet if you look it up, you find out it's a designer. It's a real designer. And he probably got paid boo bucks to wear it. Yeah, it's a but probably- the thing is, I don't, I don't look down on these two gentlemen for wearing clothes because they're hot or who they are because they have eyes on them. I don't look on, down on them any less than, a, like, I look at them the same way I look at attractive girls who do that. Same thing. For, like, their Instagram or whatever. Instagram models, and I don't even, like... air quote models times change who cares about being in a paper magazine anymore yeah well that old guy that still gets one every month that has a corner in his garage dedicated to it that guy still cares but um no but like these guys are getting paid to wear clothes these girls are getting paid not to wear clothes it's a wild place right now (laughs) in america Uh, i love america (laughs) the place where more people die from overeating than they die of hunger that sounds like the most for, first world thing of all time. <laughs> it's the Hunger Games. 
It's the Hunger Games. <laughs> uh, Kev, I want to move to a to a different first world country. Um, obviously, in very very, if anyone cares, fashion. We're talking about something about a month and a half after it happened. Um, your your mother is from England, is that right? Yeah. Uh, you yeah. were just in England. Uh, very, Allegedly. very, very recently, according to your Instagram feed. Of course, those photos can be doctored by professional <laughs> or people who took a class on YouTube. Um, you were there during the time of the Queen's kind of mourning period for the entire country. What was that like? And did you have any connection to the Queen with your mother being English? Uh, that's why I said allegedly. I don't want anyone to think I went over there and killed the Queen. But, <laughs> uh, actually, I didn't realize this. But my mom, so my mom is loyal to the queen. Uh, she's lived in America for over 30 years. She just, she moved back to England some years ago, but she, she never got her U.S. citizenship because she's loyal to the queen for that reason, even though it was inconvenient and she would defend the queen to her death. She mourned the death of princess Diana, like her own child. That is who, so I grew up knowing, I knew everything about the royal family, like and, but the thing is, I didn't know, no one else knows anything about the royal family, <laughs> like in the States. So when I went over there and she died, I was like telling my girlfriend something random about the royal family. And she's like, how do you know that? And I was like, don't you know that? <laughs> and that's when I realized people don't know anything. So the queen has died. Some people like it. Some people hate it. Some people don't care. But people in Scotland definitely don't like the queen. Uh, they basically, Scotland used to be Scotland. It was, you know, England colonizes is what they do. Right. Uh, so imagine you got your land taken from you and then you still have to, uh, praise this monarchy. Uh, and for the people who don't understand the queen is essentially England's Kim Kardashian. Really rich, I, I really famous, doesn't really do anything and doesn't have any political power. But does have influence. She also she also slept with um with Ray J. The Queen slept with Ray J too. <laughs> Allegedly. Also, here's the thing I found out about the Queen. She's worth I think it was seven hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, Kanye sure. West is worth more than that. Significantly more than that. <laughs> Uh, that's... Kanye's bigger than the Queen. <laughs> well, hey, eight oh eight and heartbreaks was really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Graduation's the best. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I yeah. I love this show. <laughs> this show's so dumb. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I was I was just curious because I know like obviously. Your your mom had this this great connection to her, and um, you know people are loyal, people are not loyal, people don't care. Like you said, what was the state of of London when you when you were there? Oh, so I was the first one to call that the Queen was dead. I did it in a very insensitive way, but uh, we were in we were in a shopping plaza, and I saw a news reporter, uh, and I couldn't hear what he was saying, but there was closed caption. It was behind a glass. But I could see his eyes were watery, like tearing. And he was reporting about something to do with the Queen. And I was like, oh, she's dead. She's dead, but they haven't announced it yet. But he knows that she's dead. He got the news, but he's not allowed to say it yet. 
And I was like, I realized I was like around a bunch of people. I was like, that's not how I should be saying it. <laughs> Self-reflection and, in the moment. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, in the moment. And then Sage, my girl, she's like, uh, uh, she's like, this, that's not the classiest way to say that. I was like, ah, you're probably right. And then like six hours later, they announced it. And when they announced it, I looked at my girl and she looked just annoyed at me. <laughs> because I was right. No, and look, it, I didn't realize, I thought you went over there like after the fact. I didn't realize you were in London when it happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was there before it happened. I, I bought tickets for a boxing match out there. And because the Queen passed, they canceled the fight. They, they canceled all the sporting events. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they canceled, um, they canceled like two weeks worth of Premier League games because the police were busy. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, so my mom, uh, and, and I joke about this, but my mom made me go to Buckingham Palace and pay my respects. She told me to bring flowers, so I sent her a picture of flowers. They were already there. <laughs> I really it was like there was so much flowers already there. It was it was pointless for me to buy flowers. Right. I, I hope your mom doesn't listen to the show. Probably yeah. not. There's zero chance your mom listens to this podcast. Actually, there's a small chance if I retweet it, she might hear about it. <laughs> uh, that's good. Hey, I'm using every resource available to me, so I want to get you on air saying you'll retweet the show. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using every resource to my availability, and that is my friend that has a lot of Twitter followers and Instagram followers. Here's what I think about my Twitter following and my Instagram following. I am a flash in the pan. I get that. I'm not offering consistent quality content online at all. Like every so often I do a crazy interview or something. A bunch of people look me up online and follow me. And then they, they, they die. They stop going on social media. They change their account. Uh, they lose their password. And I think I have a bunch of followers that have followed me throughout the year, but no longer use social media. So I don't think my follow, even though I have like a lot of followers, I don't think it's that my engagement's not that high. And of course, I never paid for followers or bots or anything. I just think a lot, every time I do interview people who don't usually get on Twitter, go on Twitter to follow me to see what crazy things I see next. And then I just don't use Twitter for a few weeks. Uh, so... I think I've just accumulated a bunch of dead followers. It's a great band name, Dead Followers. Um, oh, great. Also, question, Riley. What's up, man? What's the appropriate time to follow someone? If you're following someone on Instagram, what's the appropriate time to unfollow them after they have died? Oh, um, gosh. I if actually, their page is private, you can never follow them again. I actually had this situation happen. There's a guy that died that I knew earlier this year. And we weren't that close of friends, but we were close enough. We had worked together a few times. Like, this guy, you know, we weren't that good. We weren't that close, right? We saw each other. We said hello. We worked together. But ultimately, just whatever, right? Um, I unfollowed him after, like, three months. He's not posting anything anytime soon. I need to clean up the numbers a little bit, make the ratio looks better. So I just unfollowed him and he still follows me to his credit. So 
That sounded that sound a little bit insensitive, but ultimately, I got to keep the I got to keep the ratio clean. Hey, so but but he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's dead. He's not coming back, right? He's not he's not unfollowing me anytime soon, so it's good. Yeah, so, yeah, that was a, a weird one for me. Uh, uh, yeah, the thing is, I I follow less and less people on social media. Uh, I realize social media is not negative. Your timeline is negative, and you're a hundred percent responsible for eighty percent of your timeline. Okay. Yeah. Actually, twenty uh, percent are ads, but those ads are based off your algorithm. So you are responsible for a hundred percent of your timeline. So what I started to do is I just started unfollowing negative people, uh, or people who have too many bad days in a row. Yeah. No, there's a couple people, and look, I'm about to say something very old, and I promise you I'm not that old. Uh, Facebook, there are people I'm friends with on Facebook um, that just everything's the worst, and every like the sky's falling all the time, and everything sucks, and why always me? It's like the why always me people make me really, like, it just grinds my gears. Again, a very old thing to say, but... um. <laughs> You know, it's the, ahead, Grandpa Riley. <laughs> it's the people that it's the people that are, you know, my first instinct when I'm sad is to go on Facebook and to talk about it. Like, if you're really that sad, you're not doing anything, right? You're not. You're right. <laughs> right. Like, that's my thing. Or like the people that are on uh, Twitter or Snapchat, like all these like really like kind of. Uh, in in the in the teenage years, because I was a teenager pretty recently, so like I dealt with this when I was you know eighteen and and seventeen and eighteen. I'd see all these girls like nothing ever goes my way or blah 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 blah. I'm like, if you're really that sad, you shouldn't be like taking a photo, writing up a caption on Snapchat, sending it out, and like literally twenty minutes later, you're playing with your dog. It's like shut yeah. up, you're an idiot. Shut up. Yeah. The thing is. Uh, here's, here's why I don't fault these people. Uh, and I completely fault those people, but I like to start sentence like that because it makes me seem nicer. (laughs) But the thing is what these people are looking for is they're looking, they're not specifically looking for sympathy or they're, they're, they're looking for attention. The thing is attention is hard to come across. It's very hard to gain attention and to, to earn attention. So, People go about other ways of earning attention. So, like showing cleavage, for one example. Easy way to gain attention, right? Uh, People who wear, like, funny suits. That's a way to gain attention. Uh, People who wear funny hats. People do things to gain attention. They also do crazy posts on social media or have wild takes. Uh, And it's because those people haven't develop a skill or talent to gain attention. I am a self-proclaimed attention whore. I love attention. Thing is, I earn my attention. Yeah. No, I mean, by saying things like morning affirmation, I focus daily on bettering myself. I add value to my life and remove anything slash anyone not bringing value to my life. That's that's just a quality post on Twitter. That's a, that's a tweet from, from at yes. Cam F. Awesome. And that's a that's a throw. I'm just 
dropping gems. <laughs> no subscription fee, guys. No subscription fees. It is. Here, here's here's why I put post every every morning. The first thing I do is my gratitude journal. I write ten things I'm grateful for. I never repeat anything on that list. Reason being, after thirty days, I have three hundred reasons why I should wake up on day number thirty-one. And the second thing I do is after I do my journal, I make one positive post on Twitter, and then I share it on my stories. The reason why I do that every morning is because I think social media was getting super negative. And I realize it's not social media. It's me and it's my timeline. And I'm responsible for what goes on other people's timeline. So instead of me making a post, which is a negative complaint about how negative social media is, why don't I do something about it and actually put and post positivity into the timeline? It's Honestly, it's one of the, thing, the first things I see. Because I wake up, I drink coffee, I kind of get my life together, and then I start writing in the mornings, because that's obviously when I'm most creative. And I think it's a lot of people, it's either late at night or really early in the morning, people are super creative. And um, it's like, I usually try to take a break at 9 or 10 o'clock, and that's one of the first things I see. And it's really great, and it's helped kind of the, the, the lure of social media when you get on it. It's like, all right, let's see what everyone's complaining about today. And that's the first thing you see is, is Cam saying something like about, you know, bettering yourself daily. It's a really big kind of boost to the, the rest of the scroll or the rest of whatever. Right. Awesome, man. You start, Thanks for saying it. Sharing that. You, you, you start on like a, you start on a plus and you let everyone else bring it down. But you, you, you were the positive for a couple minutes and that couple minutes should be cherished. Yeah, uh, and here's the thing I want to share. Someone, uh, actually today, uh, someone follows me, one of the, anyway, uh, he was like, oh, man, you, you seem like you're kind of, you're perfect. And I was like, thanks. Uh, but why? He's like, he's like, all these things you think about yourself and you do. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. My positive affirmations aren't things that I am saying. Like, these aren't things that's always in my mind or things that I am always doing. These are things that I'm trying to do more of. So these are like my own personal goals and like I want to be better at, at only adding uh, – removing anyone who doesn't add value to my life. These are things that I, I constantly work on and I want to improve on and that's why I post these things. Well, you still follow me and that's that's a plus for me. Oh, always. <laughs> um, there's a couple more tweets I want to, I want to talk about a little bit. Uh, you're flying first class on Southwest Air. Obviously, that's – you know, for someone who is you're, you're you're taller than me, which is not hard to be taller than me, but you're a bigger guy. So, um, yeah, I've never flown first class. How nice is the legroom on on the you know the rich side of the plane? Oh, let me let me break down to you. Uh, <laughs> let me break it down to you. Uh, Southwest is the greyhound of the sky. <laughs> there is no first class in Southwest. It is open boarding, open seating. So. If you book your, if you're like a, uh, if I, if you fly more than most people, like I do, you get to board the one of be become one of the first people to board the plane, and I just sit in the emergency row because it's, there's a seat missing in front of it, so I get extra leg room. I call it Southwest First Class. But Southwest <laughs> does not have a first class. Bro. Okay, that's good. I've never flown Southwest. It's always been it's always been Delta. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I love those Biscoff cookies with Delta, but I'm a Southwest man. <laughs> Um, yeah, people were complaining about people getting dragged off planes and stuff. I'm like, 
I've never had a problem with any of these airlines. The only problem I have is with Spirit. It's because the the plane ticket may be $65, but my bagging fee is 80 and uh, <laughs> you're flying a propeller plane with 100 people on it. Bro, bro, Southwest, uh, Spirit. It's like, it's like, your ticket's $5. <laughs> like, legit, fly for $5. And it's like, okay, it's going to be $60 for a seat. <laughs> They legit charge, bro. They charge you for the seat. Yeah, it's like standing room only. Do you want you want a carry on? They're charging for a carry on. A luggage normally fifty pounds. It's thirty five pounds. No one knows that until you get there. You realize your luggage is overweight. Then they charge you for your overweight luggage. Do you want water on the plane? Because that ain't free either. uh yeah no spirit spirit's the best at just letting you think that your your day is gonna be really easy and then ruining it by the time you get to your destination if you get to the destination that you intend to (laughs) you can get on a flight to denver you might end up in san diego i have a i have a uh i have a gig on november 17th at 5 30 i get done let's say eight and Southwest doesn't fly. And I have a gig the next morning. So I got to take uh, a late night flight. And Southwest doesn't have any flights. It's the only airline that has an available flight. Spirit. Can you please film it and just let us know Bro, how it goes? Can, can we can I, we make I, this a reel on Instagram? I flew Spirit once and I was like, never again. Like, they get everyone once. That's Spirit's thing. It's like... Yeah. Oh, I was trying to head to LA for something, and like I looked at the flight, and I was like eighty-five bucks from Houston to Los Angeles. I'm like, that's awesome. I don't have a ton of money, and then my my parents are like, yeah, no, it's not going to be eighty-five dollars. Yeah, <laughs> my Sounds parents, good, it? my parents saved me, <laughs> so now I know. But yeah, no, it's it's that's one of the one of the great things about uh, I guess their marketing ploy is that they're lying to you. <laughs> Yeah, oh, but, by far. Without, is, without actually lying to you, it's great. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, yeah and, and the thing is, the people who use for it is, are, are people who don't buy much, who don't have much money, and that's why they're going after the, the cheap deal. And then they end up paying more than they would have paid if they would have went Southwest because you get two bags for free with Southwest. Yeah, that's, this is not an ad for Southwest Airlines. Promise no, this you. isn't ad for Southwest. This podcast is brought to you by Southwest Airlines. I don't think we can say that legally unless unless they actually sponsor the show. But I mean, balls in their court. <laughs> Gosh, that's so good. Um, Cam, you're in New Hampshire right now. You obviously you you got there some way. Uh, you're going up the main. Uh, what do you? What are your thoughts about Maine, and, and what are you looking forward to the most? Uh, actually, are you familiar with the water company Poland Springs? I'm not. Okay, it's it's here in the Northeast. I'm. I spoke yesterday in Maine, uh, right by the Poland Springs place. I always saw the water bottles going up, and that's where the spring comes from. Uh, I'm still. I'm sure it's just like Brooklyn tap water, like Dasani is, but you know. How do you feel about water? Are you a water connoisseur? You're a water snob? 
Uh, I'm not a water snob. My, my fridge isn't stocked with Fiji water. Um, or like the life, I, I do like the branding on the life water. Um, like the, the ones you, you would get at the, at the convenience store or, you know, and I know a couple of our listeners don't know what a convenience store is. Get that tweet once or your bodega or whatever, whatever you guys call it. But, uh, but like, I don't really care what packaging the water comes in. I don't like Dasani because it's, you got the, like the twist of the cap and you hear the like ah that shouldn't have that shouldn't happen with my water yeah <laughs> but no i don't i don't care uh you great value is fine i like the great value water because you can get 60 for like 70 cents it's awesome you know what the best type of water is the next water no oh it's it's the it's it's refilling your water bottle at a water fill station because it's good for the environment what's a water fill station uh, water fountain. Oh, okay. You made it sound a lot yeah. fancier than what it is. So, you know, they have like, now they have the water fountains and next to the water fountain, they have the water filler. No, I like, do. I live in the, bottle? I live in the South. We've barely gotten past the multiple water fountains thing. Bro, you need to get out of there. How long are you planning on staying? I don't know. We'll figure that out later. I'm just, <laughs> Hey, my, my, my eyes and my goals. And, and everything I'm focusing on right now is make sure that episode 87 of IAC is the best it could be. Sweet. Well, <laughs> I just want to let you know I'm really f- proud of you, man. Thanks, man. Cool. <laughs> going to have to edit that one out. I, I am. That's, yeah. that's good. Um, Timestamp it. I know it's already written down on the sticky note. Um, you're welcome. No, Cap, your your support. I've talked about this on multiple shows. Your support through my entire career has been great. Like I, I say that kind of the tone sounded joking, but like I I mean that you you have been a staple of this podcast. People love you on this podcast, and uh and ultimately, uh you you've been more than that off the air for me. You know, giving me advice and be able to, I think, I, I mean, I, was, I called you last week. We got connected to talk about some personal stuff and then uh, taking care of me in Kansas City. Ultimately, we, we went to dinner that one night. It's yeah. been awesome to know you, man. It really has. Bro, I'm a Riley fan. Bro. I, I'm a Cam fan. I, I, I love anyone who's like, I don't, I don't care what someone is passionate about, but if someone's passionate about something, I'm passionate about them. Like, and I think so many people like things, but they're so afraid to be passionate about it because being passionate means actually chasing it. It actually means like putting your balls out there. It actually means like being like having the opportunity to fail. And most people just say, Oh, I like something. And they're not passionate about it because they're afraid to be passionate. I love how passionate you are about everything. man. Thanks man. I'm a fan. I, I appreciate that. And, and, it's it's been really interesting kind of developing my style of interviewing one of the things that that has sparked my entire kind of renaissance and relearning how to interview people is you telling me that i am one of your top two favorite interviewers behind the hot wings guy yeah. <laughs> and i watched i watched a couple of those i watched the one with dua lipa and watched the one with millie bobby brown uh weirdly just you know two english women but i like i watched a couple of them and uh I mean that guy's really good, and it's it's a it's a gimmick, right? Like it's a bit, and it's really funny, 
and it works and it has sustainability, which is what you would want from a bit. Um, but like, he's actually really talented at interviewing people and to be in the same class, at least in your mind with that guy, really such a large compliment. Cause I didn't know much about him when he said that. Yeah. I, and I, I genuinely, he's my favorite and I don't know how old he is, but let's say he's 38. By the time you're 38, you should be crushing him. That's that's the goal ultimately. It's just gotta we gotta find other people that believe that, Cam. <laughs> hey, f- other people believe in that. You don't need anybody to believe in it. So the thing about I said earlier about people like wanting to be a, a quote quote model because that way they they can be in a paper magazine and no one wants to be in a paper magazine. Yeah, times change. Like people with a TV show will one day beg you to be on their show, right? Thanks, man. Like if you all the things that you want to do now, those people, these industries are dying. Go start your our new industry. Once you become successful, you look back and be like, oh man, I can't believe I want to be a part of their team. Because yeah. they're gonna to want to be a part of your team. So they don't need to think you're they don't need to think you're 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 onto something yet. Just be the crazy person that's chasing your goal for a while, and eventually when it starts to come together, everyone is gonna be like, Oh, I knew what he was doing. Yeah. It's going to feel good. Yeah. I I get so caught up in the 15 to 10 to or 10 to 15 to 20 years on the line thing is that I forget that I still have a couple more years. We're, we're just got to figure it out for a while. And um, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's where we're at. And that's where the show's at. We've had a great year at IAC. And then you're going to be the this is October 2. So we got three more shows. You're, you're the fourth to last show for the year. And we've had a great year. And um and I'm just grateful for everyone that listens to the podcast and grateful for people like you or, you know, multiple guests or multiple time guests and that, that make the show what it is. Because ultimately I've learned this from, from a couple of people that I admire and that I listen to and that I take advice from is that no one really listens for me, right? Like I am just a facilitator to get people to listen to other people talk. Like I ask the questions of people who are smarter than me at, you know, whatever the thing, like the previous show with, bro, with Ali- bro, you're the celery stick. I'm the peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And while I'm needed to make the whole operation work, people don't come for me. <laughs> <laughs> Just vegans. Yeah. Like in my in in my case, <laughs> I am the uh the chicken nugget and you are the Chick-fil-A sauce. That's how okay, this goes. Okay. Oh. I want to be barbecue sauce. Barbecue, you are the sauce. How about that? I'll take it. We don't got to specify any sauces. Yeah. So that's one thing I've learned and to, to really understand my role here at IAC and my role as a host and as a journalist, I am literally f- the facilitator to make people care about what this person has to say. Like, So like Ali Levine was on the last show. She's a designer, a celebrity stylist, all these different things she's done with her career. She was on Bravo for a period of time people came to listen to her if that's the only show they listen to great if they stick around for this one boy that's a different show than what they had with them <laughs> i'm sure she's a lot smarter than i am <laughs> but like me and you just hang out and talk i have no notes in front of me with ali i had to like actually prepare for the show like a journalist <laughs> you have to do your job with this. <laughs> well i mean you and i just made 53 minutes of content it's great <laughs> hey, I'm here for it. 
Hey, uh, we'll we'll wrap up with this, and I can't thank you enough for the time. I want to let you get back to to gallivanting around the country, telling kids to not go to college. Um, what are you telling I kids? <laughs> I I know you do. Uh, what are what are you telling kids these days? Has it changed um, in in 2022? Uh, yeah. So I have been. And I realize I, I talk trash on college, uh, I, I, jokingly, but very seriously as well. Uh, I, I think m- most people aren't benefited by going to college. Of course, doctor, nurse, whatever, go to college. But you want to be a mark. You want to get into marketing or business. Why don't you go do it? Uh, but my girl one day was like, uh, she's like, you're always talking about screw college, screw college. Why don't you actually do something about it and stop complaining all the time? And I didn't like that because I, here's why, here's why I knew it was a good comment because it bothered me that she said it because she called me out. So, uh, what I did was I partnered with the Kansas City, Kansas school district, and I started an entrepreneurship program with the school where I'll be, uh, mentoring, uh, high school students who want to start their own business. And I'm starting a program to where I am. Not hiring. I'm working with students to start their own business. Starting an LLC, both of our names will be on it, so we have 50% ownership in it. After four years, one of the students will be a power washing company. Uh, so I'm, I'll pay for the power washer, all the materials, the marketing material, and all of that. He does all the actual work, or she does all the actual work. And after four years of building this company, they have the choice of either A, buying 50% of uh, buying out my 50% equity in the company or I buy their 50% and they get that 50% of the money. So if the company's worth $100,000 in four years, they get that $100,000 for themselves because that's what they work for over the four years. Okay. And after four years, they have a choice of starting their own business, continuing, let's say, the power washing company, and then hiring kids who went to college to work for them. That's so great. For man. marketing and insurance and all of that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying, I'm in the beginning of implementing this. Of course, I don't exactly know how it's going to all work out, but I had, uh, I met with the group of students uh, and I asked for the most, most delinquent uh, of students because that's who I was. I want like the, the, the students who get in trouble the most or students who are most likely to hustle. Uh, cause those are students I, I, I feel like I can, I can connect off of the best with. Right. No, that's, that's awesome, man. I love that. If there's anything I can do to help that, let me know, man. Hey, I, uh, yeah, I, I will let you know. I'll definitely take you up on that. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll make it back out to Kansas city and we could figure out something or if you need me to do something here, I don't mind at all. That's a, that's a fantastic program. And as someone who went to college, and it was doing what I was doing in college. Um, there, there is a, there is an added value in my industry to go to college. It's like college and you know, just like doctors and nurses and everything like that. People need to be educated in those manners that they can't get in the real world because the real world, if they make mistakes, people die. So, you know, people need to go to college for that. But ultimately, that's a really fantastic program because college doesn't fit for everyone, right? Like if you were you know, working like in the pressure washing business, you don't need to go to college to be a pressure washer or or even run the pressure washing business. You just need to have, you know, some direction and you shouldn't have to pay a hundred thousand dollars for direction from some dude 
in a classroom. So that's a really it's like amazing million dollars thing. to start an LLC. Yeah, no, it's an amazing thing that you that you're doing with that, and I'm excited to see what that that turns cool. into, and to work with people that were like you, or you know that are, I guess yeah, you were like, it's is is even better because we've talked a little bit about your your childhood on the show. I mean, you know, people didn't necessarily believe the most in you, and look how you turned out, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Look Thank at you. us. This is this is a great show. Cam? <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, last but not least, uh, this show comes out on October 28th. Are you going to be anything for Halloween, or are you going to tell kids to piss off at your doorstep? Oh, no. I I, I, I own a house now, bro. So uh, during COVID, that was going to be my first time getting kids candy for Halloween. And then uh, because of COVID, I didn't have a single kid come to my door. And, like, I was always the kid at Halloween, like, wishing to get, like, a king-size Snickers or something. Yeah. So, last year, I bought some candy, and, like, the whole night was going by, and no kids showed up. So, like, three kids showed up, and, yo, I went hard. I was giving kids, like, four or five candy bars, like, big ones. And they were so excited, and I got a rush from that. And then two more kids came, and I gave them a couple candy bars. And then, like, a few minutes later... I got my house got swarmed and I ran out of candy immediately. <laughs> I, I went big too early. <laughs> I, got, I, I must have given one kid like twelve chocolate bars. Hey, good for that kid. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna pace it out again this year, so I'm really excited about Halloween this year, man. Are you gonna be back in um, in Kansas City by that point? Yeah, I got a gig in Kansas City uh, October 30th, so. I'll be back home. That's awesome, man. To be able to sleep in your own bed at your own house. Cam's grown so you're growing up so much since we first met you. You were living in a van. <laughs> <laughs> I got walls now. Right. You you're like an adult person and you have a lady and you have a house and you have an amazing job. I'm so proud of you, man, to see your growth since I've known you. Um and obviously Sage is still with you, so obviously you're doing something right. <laughs> That's good, man. Yeah. That's that's awesome, man. But um, thanks for having me. I'm about to pull into this airport. Yeah, please, please get there safe. Please get to. I don't know if you're going to Maine or back home or wherever else, but uh, you can follow at uh, Cam F Awesome on all socials and for Cam Awesome. I'm Riley James. If anyone cares.